evening. Welcome. Welcome to Dream Interpretation. I'm Eileen Wolf, in case you don't know me. Um, so we have a lot going on tonight, right? We have a lot of things to talk about. Um, we have three, three dreams that have already come in. So let's get to it. Would you like to start with yours, my dear? Tell me a little bit about it. I don't know about like the particular of the dream, but what I did experience was um, just like a flashing red light and a big like alarm, like in my head, it was an alarm and it was like, and I was commenting that I don't have an alarm, you know, I don't use an alarm. So it wasn't like a familiar alarm noise that I'm used to that's like ingrained in my brain or something. Um, mm -hmm. But right. it, and then I um, would, it would actually be so loud and so big that it would wake me up and make me think like, where's the alarm at? And I had mm -hmm. this awareness that they were every 15 minutes. Um, right. And so I, that, that's like kind of like the whole part of the dream. So sure. Sure. So alarms, basically what you guys missed when I was talking was um, that dreams are really just messages from our subconscious, right? It's our subconscious going, hey, hey, hey. So we're either like gathering extra information or we're discharging information about um, what has come in for us during the day, right? So to dream about an alarm um, would be exactly that. Like there's something in your life that's trying to get your attention. Um, and I went ahead and looked up 15. And so... 15 uh, is an encouragement to be making positive life choices and to know that you're supported through major life transitions, um, which I think is kind of awesome. And it's about uh, focusing on your goals and aspirations in order to manifest your highest ideals and making choices that concern your own well-being and your life path as only you know your heart's desires. So um, I would say that if that's the case, that the universe is trying to say, make sure you're following your intuition, um, but that there might be a way or some place in your life where you feel like you're not doing that. So uh, perhaps a little time spent trying to figure that out and find out why, especially since you don't set alarms in real life, um, I would I would really uh, connect and ask what you're not looking at, especially since you don't remember the rest of the dream. That's just kind of like a, hey, 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 something's going on, hey. So then I would believe it would be um, just uh, up to you to pay attention and figure out what it is that needs your attention, but clearly that following your own intuition, that you already know the answer to what it is. You already know where you need to go, but that you just need to um, be mindful. Just be conscious of what's coming in because I, I guarantee you it will present itself. You know, they, they present itself uh, in, in definite loud ways. Alarm. So you'll find it. You'll find it. Cool. It'll be there. Yeah. Um, and then, so there was a question too um, that was uh, 
asked about dreams about sex, okay? So let's talk about what dreams about sex are. Dreams about sex are generally about a part of yourself that you are integrating or that you're trying to integrate or that you're courting or that you think is attractive or that you want to try on, right? So if you're dreaming things about sex, it's it's a piece of you, right? So if there's like flirting going on, it's something that is perhaps a, a, a piece of yourself that is coming in to see if it feels good, right? Can I express this? Can I invite this into my actual selfness? Um, if it's about uh, knowing that it's going to happen, then it's a piece perhaps that is an inevitability. Like, okay, I witnessed this as coming toward me. Now I have to step into this. Um, and especially if it feels good, those are things that you want to step toward, right? So um, I would say that there would be something or some kind of trait or... Mm, like an upgrade, honestly, that's coming in, that's inviting you to step toward it, um, which I think is really cool. You know, it's like that, it's like that romance in yourself, kind of like, um, you know, uh, I mean, it's the ultimate in self-love, really, is, uh, is what that's about. So I love that. Um, and the best part about that is the better it feels, um, the better it feels when it gets there, right? Make sense? Yeah, it's so simple. Um, so we had a really big dream that came in. Um, I will not share her name because she's not here, but we had a really big dream and I'm gonna talk about what the dream was, okay? Because she, um, she voice messaged it, which was awesome. Um, so in the dream, she was in a car and she was driving in the car with someone and there was a big blizzard in this dream. Um, and they pulled over and she started to drive through this blizzard. And they, when they got out at this place where they switched, there were footprints in the snow that walked away. And she said she began to laugh because she could see this kind of like Yeti figure way off in the distance. Um, and she just, she said, I just laughed. I just thought it was funny for no good reason. I just thought it was hilarious. She said, and I turned around and there were bags of trash and garbage all over the top of the car. <clears throat> so she said, I just got back in the car and started driving. And so in, uh, in, in the next part of the dream, she started driving and she was driving in unfamiliar territory. She kept getting lost. Um, she said she just kept going and kept going and kept going, but she started getting very anxious. And then she ended up turning around saying, oh, oh, I must have passed it. She was going for a specific destination. Um, and she said she was going through tons of little towns and there was some that had snow and some that didn't have snow in the midst of this blizzard. Um, and she said she kept cutting through like parking lots. Um, and at one point her car was airborne um, and she started to get into a panic and she was trying to use her phone um, to find the map and find her location. And she said she started facing all these challenges using her phone. Um, like the, the, she couldn't, um, she couldn't, it was too small and then it was too big and then it just wouldn't connect. And it was, it was off and she just couldn't get the phone to give her proper directions. Um, 
And she said, so finally, she was on these really twisty, turny roads and she didn't know where she was going. And she would look at her phone and she could watch the car driving on the map, but she couldn't get the navigation to work. She could just only navigate by watching this on the map. She couldn't drive the car. It was, it was driving like through the, the app itself. Um, and she said it was windy and there were lots of waterfalls. Um, but the only way she could tell she was making progress was by the progress of the vehicle on the screen. <clears throat> and so she said, finally, they ended up stopping because everyone got hungry. Um, and she said she was frustrated because no one was helping her. And she felt like everything was all on her to, um, to not only drive, but to get through this um, situation and figure out how to navigate and figure out where they were lost, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she said, I, I was super anxious and I was really frustrated because at that point I was just so lost. Um, and she said, uh, at this place where they stopped, <clears throat> she ran into one of her friends and the friend said, uh, Oh my, well, she said she ran into her, but then she said she was talking to her as well. And she said, the friend asked her, where are you? And when she answered, the friend said, oh my gosh, that's so far away. Are you going to be able to find your way home? And she said, at that point, she realized that the vehicle itself had onboard navigation. And all she would have had to have done was press the button and she could have gotten all of the information in her navigation in the vehicle. And so she said, all I had to do was push home. And she said, at that point in the dream, she kind of woke up and she said, I actually grabbed my phone and I started looking up some of the definitions, like what does it mean to be lost in your dream? Um, she said, and then I fell back to sleep. And she said, I was laying there and she said, all of a sudden I heard a voice and she said the voice she said I can still feel the vibration on the side of my face that's how real and loud this voice was and she said the voice either said can I help you or I can help you and she said it was so loud and um just uh she said it's, it's been with her all day so um so let's talk about this dream right okay so in dreams, we start with the basic premise that everything in a dream is a piece of yourself, right? Um, so a car is the way that you're progressing through life. Things that you have to pay attention to, were she here to talk to me, I would want to know, how was, how was the car driving? Was it her car? Was it a different vehicle? Um, what was the road like? What was the ride like? Um, was she able to drive easily? All of those things matter, right? So she was being driven in the beginning. And when you're the passenger in a car, that means you kind of feel like you're along for the ride, right? So then there's a blizzard. She says, we got into a blizzard. Um, now, a blizzard is about a, a, a coldness, right? Some kind of um, obstacle that gets in your way. It can be about emotional coldness. It can be about feeling left out. Um, but the fact that she got into that car tells me that's probably not it. It's probably more about there's some kind of obstacle in her life that she's working through, right? Something that is 
creating a feeling of challenge in her life path. So she, she, she's the one, they stop at the, the commuter lot, right? And she gets out and she sees the footprints. So footprints are about um, an echo and the footprints were walking away from where she was. So this is a piece of her and the fact that it was a Yeti. So this is a mythical creature, right? So this is a piece of her subconscious that she's either released or she has witnessed as being mm, not with her, not present. And she laughed about it. She thought it was funny, right? So this says perhaps whatever the struggle, whatever the obstacle was, she's in the process of recognizing it as something that's either being released or something that she needs to release. Um, and it's probably a pretty primal, powerful part of who she has been up till this point. So there's probably some work that she's doing. Um, yeah, there's... I would ask more questions there. Um, just because there's a lot of uh, ways that that can be um, pulled in. So this is a walking off into the unknown, right? So this is a primal energy and this is about kind of a fearless attitude toward it. So whatever work that's being done, um, she's making that progress and she's probably pretty pleased with herself that she's allowing that journey to be taken, right? Whatever that is, off into the snow, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> so the bags of garbage on the car, I mean, it's pretty evident what a bag of garbage on your car means. That means you've got some junk, right? Some extra stuff, something negative that you don't really want to deal with or um, things that you just need to get rid of big bags of garbage on your car, big bags of garbage on the way you're moving through life, right? So this reinforces this concept of a uh, Bigfoot walking away and being something that she's releasing. Um, so she kept driving. She kept driving into the unfamiliar, right? So she's on a path that's taking her somewhere. She might not really know where she's going. Um, but then she starts feeling anxious and feeling lost, okay? So this is about, um, am I actually on my path? Have I lost sight of how I'm moving through this life? Am I not really in alignment with my destination? Especially if I don't know where I'm going, I'm driving this car, I'm just driving and I'm lost. I, I'm unclear, like my path has become unclear at this point. So she said she went through lots of little towns, so these are little ideas, right? Some of them had snow, some of them didn't. So some of her ideas are more clear than others. Some of them are um, harder to get to. Um, she said she was going through parking lots, right? So empty lots are these barren places where you're not sure what's going on or you can stop and take a rest. She did not do that. Um, and so when the car was in the air, this is like a leap of idea, right? So if this is how you're getting through, going into the air in this vehicle is all about um, taking an, a leap of idea in your journey, right? So this is, I'm going to get from here to here in my vehicle, and I'm just going to clear it, right? This means I'm not driving on the ground. I'm not actually moving. This is an idea leap. So this is something that propels you, something new that's coming in. Um, but she said, then she started to panic. Mm. 
sometimes it's scary when you're not exactly sure where you're going, right? That unknown, that Bigfoot, he's off there in the distance. We're trying to catch up with him. Maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Um, so she said she started to panic and then she started to use her phone to navigate. So your phone is like, your line into the divine, right? Because this is our little Akashic Records device in our hand. So she starts trying to use it, but she's having a hard time. She's making things small. She can't read it. She's making them big. They're too big. She can't get it to work. She can't get it to give her an accurate way to go. So she's feeling a little bit lost. She's feeling like Bigfoot took off. Now I'm not really sure where I'm going. I'm not certain about my path and I can't get any help to get there. So there is some kind of um, misconnection, misalignment in the way she feels about how she is progressing and moving through her journey, right? <clears throat> so then she says she's watching. She can only watch. She gets to the windy, windy roads and she's watching herself on the map, but she can't see the road. Okay, so this is like, I'm traveling by faith, but I'm really not sure. I feel out of control. I feel like I'm just watching my progress, not being able to do it myself. So this is that, like, um, this is that, what's the way I'd like to phrase it? Like, not the observer, but the being driven, right? So this is something outside of me is moving me. And she said she was in a panic. She said she was very anxious. So this is about feeling out of control. Like you can witness how you're moving, but you don't feel like you're controlling it. Um, so that can be very panicking. That can be very scary. Um, so she said, then they stopped because they got hungry, right? So hunger is about feeding your um, vessel. So this is about stopping to reassess, to reconnect, to reground, right? What we eat, we're grounding ourselves. Um, and she said, I realized at that point that I didn't have any help. Like this was all on me to figure out. While well, she's been trying to navigate by her screen, she's been watching her own process. She stops, she's going to ground. And she's like, wait, I realized this is all on me. I have to drive my own car. Oh, crap. Okay. So this is taking responsibility for all the twists and turns, for um, the snow, for the blizzard, for Bigfoot, for the empty parking lots, for the driving through the air. This is, I'm going to now drive my actual vehicle. She did say at that point she called Matt. I'm not certain who Matt is to her. Um, but she said he was only concerned with her signing something. Okay. So signatures are about agreement. Signatures are about approval. So at this point, she was taking um, authority, right? She was approving. She was signing and agreeing to the fact that she was going to be her own authority. Um, she said, I was still anxious and frustrated because I was so lost, but that's when she got the call from her friend. So our friends are those external pieces of us who take care of us when we're not taking care of ourselves. So her friend called her and said, oh my gosh, you're so far away. Can you find your way home? So this is a higher self check. Can you find your way home? And all of a sudden she realized all she had to do was press the nav button and she would get there all because it was inbuilt 
on board in the car already. So all of the lost, all of the blizzard, those were all irrelevant and she already had her way home, right? So that's her connection. That's her, um, her basically personal authority, her personal responsibility. So she's headed home, right? Um, now, home is about security, needs, values. It's where you get your, um, where you get your needs met, how you're safe and secure. Home can be tangible, it can be intangible. It can be the roof over your head. It can also be your self-worth, it can be your, your self-value, it can be your self-love. Um, so to know that you have that possibility onboarded, all you have to do is press the button and you can find your way home. This is a really, really super symbolic dream. I love it. And then the fact that she had that voice come in, right? I can help you or can I help you? Either way, to me, if I was going to, um, well, I mean, I am, uh, I would say that what that is is literally a direct message. Um, I would call it a direct message from spirit. Some other people might call it a direct message from uh, your subconscious. Either way, this is about a connection, right? Those voices that you hear, those are direct communications from spirit. I can help you or can I help you? Either way, um, this is about that home button literally being handed off to her. So I think it's a phenomenal dream. Um, yeah, it's definitely a course correction, uh, an empowerment dream. It's very definitely a, um, like it's an installation of a, a connectivity. This is like an upgrade dream. So um, I love it. I think it's phenomenal. And uh, if she was here, I would ask her some questions, but um, thoughts? You got any thoughts on it? I see you writing things. Oh um, yeah, she's got thoughts. Okay, uh, so I'm interested in the phone <laughs> analogy because when you're like, obviously I've never heard this dream before. So when you said something about the phone, the first thing I went to is like, oh, she's trying to go to something external versus like her internal, mm -hmm. which then was right. like confirmed even when like, on, like and, and this is like a little slightly different, but it was like when she was feeling like out of control and like the navigation wasn't working and she was having to like, just look at her, it was like even still like her trying to do it. And, and I was right. really to like being the doer versus like, like being and allowing. So I felt like that was like, like maybe exactly. a opposite, but I felt like the thing was, is like relying on external versus internal. And then when the phone didn't work and then we realized, oh, it's like connected to the car. It's like, and the car represents your mm -hmm. vehicle, your personal vehicle. You know? And I was just like, wow, that external versus internal, like message, you know, versus the doer versus the beer message of like, Exactly. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting, but I was, um, but yeah, so basically that's kind of what I got, but then I thought it was very interesting because you said that the phone can also signify like your line to the divine, which would be like the opposite of external. <laughs> so well, like, but you know what? It can be, it can be both. It can be both. So she was trying to utilize something external to access you see what I'm saying? You're absolutely correct. It's about using an external source when you realize that I have it here. 
So it just depends. I mean, sometimes your phone is literally about gathering information and sometimes in this particular dream, it is definitely the difference between um, I'm using something outside myself and then, oh, it's on board in my own car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally, yeah. just right in that moment, it hit me of like, oh, it's how the phone is being used in the dream. And it just reminded me of yeah. a dream that I've shared before that a person shared with me. And it was like, she was going from store to store, you know, like a clothing store and she was with her mom and she was supposed to meet her mom at this one store. And, um, she decided to go to a different store. And so her mom was like calling her and leaving her messages and she wasn't getting the messages. And the mom was like, wait, at this one store and she was at this other store like it was it was like she, her mom was meeting her at the grocery store but she was at the clothing store do you see what i'm um, I, like you know absolutely yes so like absolutely um, so yeah. i actually also asked like what was the significance of the unknown person but i also know Catherine because we talked yesterday she also had a dream as well so i mean we just gave you a lot like i had my question you know other things so yeah <laughs> I'm going to mute myself and let you yeah, talk. It's... Oh, you're good. You're perfect. You're perfect. Catherine, do you, um, do you have a dream you want to share? I'm going to take notes. It had to do with like rats. I was like skinning rats, like butchering rats and they like their flesh. Some of it was pink and some was blue and the blue flesh of the rats was good. Like that was the best flesh. It was almost like butchering chickens, but with rats instead. And some people were like, like my family was there and they were like, oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. I was like, no, it's just like chicken. And it was just really strange. Rats. And you were just eating the rats? Yeah. Like. Okay. <clears throat> um, okay. <clears throat> so. The, the, yeah, they were just—they were already dead, though, so I didn't have to keep butchering them. Okay. All right. Um, so, um, rats uh, generally indicate some kind of presence of negative emotion. Um, rats are generally things that we shun, right? Now, I like the fact that you have a difference um, of what's edible. And what's not? So, if I was going to, um, if I was really going to talk about it, so what we're eating, right? What we're eating is actually something that we're choosing to bring in um, uh -huh. to our to our physical self, like a, a something that we're actually choosing choosing to integrate. Um, so there is a distinction of blue and pink. You said which one was good to eat? The pink? No, the blue one. Blue flesh. They were the best rats. We do. Kind of like they're okay, but they're not as good as the blue one. Okay. So blue generally is a uh, it's a color of idea. Um, and pink is the color of feeling, right? So um, I would ask you if there are things in your life that you're rationalizing, like acceptance of um, some challenging kinds of uh, emotions or doubts, like if you have some doubts or um, 
Like if you're doing some shadow work, if there's some shadow work that you're processing through um, and you're trying to do a little bit of rationalization. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was especially make the fact that you're, Yes, especially so that, that you're explaining it away to your family um, as, oh no, it's wonderful. That's great, that's right. fabulous. Those are places where we're, we're trying to justify our own behavior. Um, and as we're doing that to our family, right, we know that we're really just doing that. We're trying to justify to ourselves because the people that we love always want the best for us. Well, usually if they really love us. Um, but that blue is about ideas, right? So blue is about, um, I have these ideas that I'm trying to uh, make palatable. Um, even though they might not be serving me the best way. So I would, I would just pay attention to anywhere that you're doing some shadow work. If things are coming up that you're um, really just trying to rationalize or justify that might not actually be what your heart wants, but you're trying to make it fit anyway. Does that make sense? Okay, that's really helpful. So so strange that I couldn't I couldn't like like figure out how that could you know what it could mean. So that's really helpful. Right. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know it's like its own language and you know there are people who will come with nightmares and they'll be like oh my god it was the worst nightmare ever and I'm like oh wait but but here just take this piece that's all and they're like oh okay thanks that makes sense so okay right. I'm glad. I'm glad that makes sense. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Be careful driving out there. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Um, anything else? I had a dream that I was getting chased by alligators. And um, alligators, this was a while back. And here, I'll, I'll tell you. There was an alligator that was chasing me. And then there was a pink baby alligator that I started running from. Here's what I want to tell you. Alligators are about primal emotions. And I was running away from some uh, work that I was trying to get through and I didn't want to deal with. So, you know, alligators, y'all, alligators, limbic brain. Um, so that was exciting. I think I posted about that on my one when I was saying, come on in here. Um, what else? You guys got any more? I have a renewed commitment to recording my dreams so that I can share them in this type of class. I think that's the main thing. Absolutely. Do it right when you wake up. Yeah. Do it. Absolutely. I also, Absolutely. like I said, like I said, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I want to express gratitude to you. And I just, um, you know, the last class was the intro and now that we're really getting into it and seeing you do your thing, I'm thinking of that story of Joseph uh, in Egypt and he was interpreting dreams, I think, for the Pharaoh and the fact that we have like a community dream interpreter is amazing. Mm -hmm. So great. It's uh, fun. It's really, it's fun stuff. Well, thank you for, for doing it's it. It's cool. It's cool. Oh, my pleasure. Truly. But no, he's gonna, he was gonna mute me. I actually like, I wrote in the chat, um, uh -huh. what is the significance of the unknown person. And so there was a dream earlier about sex 
and it was like the unknown person and okay So unknown people are um, just parts of yourself that you're not yet acquainted with. Um, it can be something that you recognize as alien to you. Uh, I mean, it just depends honestly on the interaction, right? So a scary unknown person is something that's giving you anxiety. Someone who's there to help you are the ways that you're gifted, being gifted with something or that there's uh, actually an intervention happening on your behalf. Um, so unknown people are just uh, you, it's a piece of you standing there that you may not have met yet. That's all. It's pretty simple. Like, like some, like, no. <laughs> I was just talking to myself and he unmuted me. I was like, like shadow, like some. <laughs> <other stuff. laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can be totally and completely. Absolutely. It can be, it can be a part of your shadow or it can be a part of your, I mean, your team literally can show up and be like, oh, I get it. You're saying because the person was having like good feelings leading up to it, that it would, it maybe is like, maybe it's like a gift that they haven't like integrated or something or like, you know, Absolutely. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interested. Yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's super. I mean, it's, it's just so cool. I have a question. What website do you prefer in terms of symbols and interpreting and that sort of thing? Uh, the one that I use the most is dream moods. Um, but I literally have books and books and books and I will go, if I get something that, um, like if I, okay, let me think about this. I had a dream recently. Well, I can't remember what it was about now at this moment, but I actually went to like five or six places. It was like one piece of a dream. And I was like, what in the heck is that? And the funny thing is, I will say this. I have a really hard time interpreting my own dreams. I have to sit down and write them out and like make a little thing in order to get my own insights, which, you know, I mean, we always have the hardest time working on our own stuff. So sometimes I'll make little lists and I'll go look. And then there was one thing that just flummoxed me and it didn't, I, I probably checked six books and a couple of websites and eventually, and you know, cause I have a lot of like, I have old, old like metaphysical books and I found something that worked and it was about armoring and I don't remember, I don't remember what the symbol was, but it was about armoring and it finally came in. So that's why I say, give them to me early because I, like I can sit down with people's stuff and be like, oh, well, it's so clear. This is blah, 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 blah. But if there's one piece that I don't get right away that doesn't come in as clearly, I don't want to mislead and say, well, that usually is this. Um, because sometimes it's not, because you're literally looking at somebody's own subconscious symbols. And so that's why it's, it's kind of important sometimes to have a little feedback, like the big dream that we talked about. There were questions that I would have definitely asked her, very definitely, um, because there are nuances. You know, everybody, you know, we, as you well know, language is, uh, language is just our, distillation of our symbol, right? And so we all have a whole lexicon full of symbols.
that mean something to us in different ways and different connotations. So while the Yeti could be um, a scary thing for some people, the unknown is scary. In her case, she laughed. That wasn't a scary thing. It wasn't a scary thing. Whatever she's pursuing, it's not scary. It's not scary to her. She thought it was funny where somebody else might've been like, oh my God, the Sasquatch was chasing me. You know, so you just kind of have to have that, that um, ability to just gather from the periphery, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much. That totally reshaped how I think about dreams and interpreting them. <laughs> um, instead of like one source being, okay, this is it. It's like, it's your subconscious and then many sources Absolutely. find Absolutely. what resonates with you and what you think is maybe what's right. That's so great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 My pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it, it's just all about, I mean, it's really how we're talking to ourselves. And so, I mean, I think that's really part of the reason the dreams are so cool. I mean, in my practice, what I do is literally tinker around in people's subconscious because they invite me in. Dreams are really like, let me climb all the way down the steps and see what's at the bottom, right? I, that's, it's, it's fabulous. So I do love it. I do. Um, what else? Anything else? Um, we've got common dream themes coming up, don't we? Let's see when that date is. I don't know it right off the top of my head, but I'll tell you. 26. The 26th. Oh, very good. Oh, that's so exciting. <clears throat> okay, so that's, yeah, that's on a Saturday, and I think it's at 11 o'clock. It's the day before my birthday, so I won't forget it now. Um, so that's very exciting. Common dream themes. So what we get to talk about are all these things, like what does it mean when you're eating in a dream? What does it mean when you're driving a car in a dream? What does it mean when you lose your shoes? I'll tell you. It's exciting. It's good stuff. Um, you guys have any more questions without any more dreams? We can call it for the day. I don't want to give away too much of my, my themes, you know? Yeah. yeah Catherine, did you have anything else? Um, I mean, can I do one more that a dream Absolutely. that I, okay. Um, and I'm not driving anymore, so I feel much more comfortable. Um, I can so, really hear you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have a dream a lot that is, um, about like driving a car, but then I can't go like I, my foot goes down on the gas as much as I can and it just won't go anywhere. And there's cars behind me and I just can't move. And like, I'm trying to do it with my body and with my mind and like the car just will not move and I'm stuck. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so um, here's the deal. You're, anything that you're gonna travel in um, is literally about your path through your life, right? So this, uh, a dream where you can't move forward means that exactly that. Like I feel completely stuck. No matter what I do, I can't put my foot on the gas. It's not getting me any momentum. I can't even put my shoulder in it and make it go. So this is a dream of ultimate frustration. Like I'm stuck on my path. Not even is this the right path, but I can't get any kind of momentum. I can't get any forward motion. I literally feel like I'm just sitting here and people are getting pissed off at me because they're honking at me. So um, in addition to not really feeling like you have momentum, you also are feeling pressured. Um, yeah, 
like people are looking on and disproving. Does that make sense? It does. And as I was saying that the dream, it, it kind of, when I said it out loud, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Thank the you. cool part. Like, the more you hear the symbols, the more you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially when people are behind you honking. That's no good at all. Excellent. Anything else, you guys? I guess just a final reminder to anyone watching the replay to send your dreams in. Eileen, your email. Yeah. Good. We'll just uh -huh. you can send them to me. I'll put them in the I'll put my email in the chat. Um so it's Eileen, E-I-L-E-E-N at Eileen Wolf. Wow, I can't even type. I'm just gonna do one thing at a time. It's Eileen, E-I-L-E-E-N at Eileen Wolf, E-I-L-E-E-N-W-O-L-F dot com. Um, and you can either send them um, to my email in text form, or I completely and totally recommend that if you can, when you wake up from a dream, just find your phone and hit voice record and keep your eyes closed and talk it through. Number one, you're going to get a lot more detail. Um, number two, you're going to remember more because you keep yourself in that dream state. The minute you open your eyes, your consciousness comes in and it really kind of messes up your subconscious. So you can send me a voice file too. That is perfect and beautiful. And it gives me a lot more energetic information, honestly, to go on. So if you can send me the voice file, that's perfect. If not, text is perfectly fine as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, it's just easier if I have them in advance, then I can actually think about them and be like, oh, okay well, there's that piece and think about that. And, and then if you can show up and answer the questions, it's even better. So that's what I know. Yeah. And then, so, so we're here every Monday night at six o'clock, hanging out, talking about dreams, which is a really cool thing. And then on the 26th of September at 11 a.m., I'm going to do uh, just a conversation about common dream themes, and that can be as interactive as we'd like it to be as well. So I'll see you then, right? Yeah. Anything else? Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.